It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. What? These guys are early. What are they doing? Yeah, the we're starting the show. No, us. They're ready to go. Chat's been ready to go. We don't never start the show this early, but Bobby was ready. It's a blowout, so you can camp out and get ready early. There's no drama. No need to stay in your seat. Um, Celtics roll. I missed the Luke bucket, though. You did miss a Luke bucket and and what looks like a fresh uh, haircut. He looks freshly shorn. One twenty one, one eighty seven. A laugher, Bobby. So many fun things to talk about uh, from tonight. But I guess what we'll spend most of the show on is the differences. <clears throat> what did they do in Game Two that they didn't do in Game One? Uh, did Joe coach better? Did they just? execute better did they have a different strategy um did the sixers just play like dog shit i think the answer to all of those is kind of yes um and that's kind of why you got a, a blowout of this proportion um and again i tweeted it this is why you can't quit this team because you see them kind of play at passive 75 percent effort bobby in game one and then you have them go out and do ex- like just be killers and just keep at them and keep at them and keep doing it and keep doing it. This to me was like a have faith in the process sort of game. They were doing it. It wasn't working perfectly in the first half and they just kept doing it. And eventually uh, it did. And, uh, and they just kind of the, the Philly couldn't keep up uh, before we get moving. We'll tell you real quick about our sponsor. FanDuel exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS media network. Uh, go to FanDuel.com, take advantage of this offer. It's a no-sweat bet up to 1000 means you lose, they'll give you up to 1000 back to get a chance to make it up. It's a pretty good deal. Go check it out. There might be some other bonuses there still on the site and some Always other bonuses. Some other things you could sign up for. If you took the Celtics tonight, which you should have, because you know what they do, they bounce back. Uh, and that's what happened. The series is now tied at one. Bobby, what was your main takeaway? Or, you know, what kind of stood out to you you want to start with? I thought Embiid's return threw off the Sixers. And we'll give the Celtics a ton of credit. They took advantage of him early and often, I thought. Put him in actions, made him work, made him move. And I'm so shocked he came back tonight. I don't think there was upside to playing him here. Right, especially after one game one, right? What was the point? I don't think he looked ready now. I guess the argument is that this is the only way to get him ready, get him out there, get him running, get him moving. He's healthy. I guess I can't argue against it, but they slowed down. They became a little easier to guard, threw Harden off. And, yes, the Celtics turned up the heat defensively. Per Joe, they got a million threes up and hit a ton in the second half. And I thought the passing and movement offensively was pretty good all game. 
Uh, so they were locked in for this one, clearly. Good adjustments once Tatum hit foul trouble. Tatum not a huge factor in this one. Brown, hot start, carried through the game. You saw Grant return and play well, and Brogdon close it out. So some guys who weren't super involved early in this series in terms of Brown, Brogdon, Grant, ended up winning you this game uh, by that, and large. How friggin' weird is basketball, though? I mean, Joel Embiid misses game one, and the Sixers win. Jason Tatum plays 19 minutes, makes a single field goal. Uh, and score seven points, and uh, Celtics win this one by 34. Uh, yeah. and, you know, just weird. I mean, it, it's so weird to well, have. That's to- something. Yeah, that's something the Celtics can do that almost any other team can. Now the Sixers did in Game One with Harden. V- very so few teams can survive bad games from one and sometimes two stars and still win. Yeah, yeah, and that ended up turning against the Sixers in this one. Harden pretty bad. B, not that impressive. And that, that is where I want to start is his return. Yeah. Shocking to me. I'm stunned. I thought they were going to put him on the bench, maybe sit him there, do some subterfuge and keep the Celtics guessing. But he starts. He's the centerpiece. And he plays – well, he's on his way to playing 30 minutes before this came a blowout um, in the third, fourth. Real quick, thanks for the there. super chat. Thank you to everybody who contributes. We do appreciate it. Uh, fun, uh, funds redistributed to all of the hosts. I don't disagree with this point either. I thought Jalen did out everything well tonight, including finding yes. shooters uh, and playing in control, yet playing fast, pushing the pace. Good smart game too. A great smart game. Both of them were both ag- were aggressive when it needed to be, very assertive, but kept things going. Uh, both of them played outstanding games. But yeah, continue on with Embiid. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat uh, donation there. So, we appreciate it, honestly. We all try to imagine what it would look like, how much he plays, how good he looks, what kind of role he's in. And I did have a difficult time imagining him coming off the bench or playing oh. a smaller role or kind of taking an ancillary role in this series, at least early right. on. Is he going to be a it decoy? Like- is he going to come? Is he going to play Rob minutes, 18 off the bench in three, five minute spurts? Like, yeah. how are you going to play it, you know? Instead, they made him the center of everything, and he didn't seem to be in the loop enough, uh, conditioned enough, and frankly, explosive enough. How many times did he finish at the basket in this game? Twice? Yeah. He had the rolling layup, and he had the dunk one pass for Other dunk, than that, yeah. he was just launching jump shots. A couple of three-point misses. Grant and Horford did a good job staying in front of him on those fadeaways, and he, he became easy to guard in this game. Now, he was great defensively, and the Celtics had to figure out how to counteract him at the rim. But they did that pretty quickly. He got all his blocks in the first half, and then they were shooting over him. And he largely was off the court in that second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's no doubt about it. It's, it was weird. It was, um, uh, you know, unnecessary. It was disruptive. Uh, it was so many things. But that being said, Bobby... What are you? Well, we talked to some people, John. Remember? Yes, and I was just going to bring that up. What yeah. are you going to do? Say no to Joel Embiid? And again, we talked. Bobby was just about to say it. We talked to some people on the Sixer side of things who kind of just talked about how things run over there, and and, and Embiid pretty much is, you know, as many superstars do, kind of making his calls over there. When I'm ready, I'm going to play. What are you going to do? Tell the league MVP who says I'm ready to go? No. 
Um, what are you going to do? It was Embiid day at the Garden, and he was feeling himself a little bit, yeah. and I think he just checked himself into the game. What are you going to do? Tell him, he's, tell him, okay, I'll play you, but you're only going to play like 12 minutes? You're, 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 whether he does it to you or not, you are held hostage by the situation. Um, Grant and Marcus in the locker room right now, Tim, or, or eventually? You can tell us. Um, so, uh, and yeah, Bobby, continue. Uh, oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, that, 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 there's nothing you can do when he decides to play. He's just going to play. Yeah. And that's seems to be what happened here. Doc pregame was like, I don't get involved. I don't, I don't look at any of that stuff. I throw it to the staff and <laughs> medically it shocked us, right? You need lateral movement. You didn't see a ton of lateral movement from him. And luckily Embiid's game is a little straight up and down the floor. He's not getting out in the perimeter and guarding many guys. He's not breaking guys down up the dribble. He's more often than not just catching, shooting, or finishing in the lane. I don't see how more time off could have hurt him. Yeah. I also think, and, for what it's worth, Bobby, this is roughly the version of him you're going to get for the majority of the series. That's the reality. Right. There's no turning back now. I mean, this is what it'll be. Maybe the conditioning picks up a little bit. And... I, I mean, yeah, he might feel a little more comfortable. But at this point, I think this is just what you got. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, and and there's always the risk of like him just kind of tweaking it, falling, feeling weird. And doing, that happened a couple of times tonight. Doing stuff. I mean, it's a knee. It's uh, it, The thing with sp- knee sprains, the reason it takes time is they're unstable. It's loose, you know? It's yeah. it's it, it, it's jiggly. It's weird. It's not something you can do. And it's just, you know, it, there's always a risk that you kind of just land funny and just kind of tweak it again, and it's just not going to feel right. So I think he has to play kind of like goofy and upright and, you know, clumsy and stationary, and that's just what it's going to be. Uh, for 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 a while here, but uh, yeah, there's nothing you can do on the Sixers side. Like we can say it's a curious choice, but ultimately, when Embiid's like, "I'm playing," he's gonna play. But it did it, it it messed them up in a lot of different ways. It completely slowed them down. He became a focal point of of the offense when he wasn't necessarily ready to do so. He's not he's not he can't dominate right now the way the way he's set up, and it just kind of messes them up. Obviously, helped with the rim protection, but didn't really matter because the Celtics jacked a zillion threes, which is what Joe wants them to do. So this is kind of where I want to take it, Bobby. And I kind of tweeted something tongue in cheek. So did Joe coach better tonight or did the Celtics just go out and actually play with more urgency and then do what he tells them to do all the time? And this is why I'm not excusing Joe because I don't think he's great at feeling the game and adjusting on the fly. I think sometimes he kind of stays very he, uh, like the myopic you know, very narrowly focused on what he wants to do. But overall, his philosophy and strategy with what it takes for this team to win is relatively sound. And it's pace, it's movement, and it's jacking a crap ton of threes. And that's what they did tonight. They shot 51 threes. And they, that, the, the ball game is, you can look at the three-point differential right now and 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 just do the math on how the Celtics won this game. Philly shot horribly. The Celtics shot a ton. They made a ton, and they just put them away. How did this game get out of hand in the third quarter? Three, 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 three. Eventually, they just started to drop, and that was it. You know. And you love the looks they got the in that first half. The looks were great, half. and they Orford were getting them the ton. right way. They were getting them through movement. Yeah. 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 Good offensive action in this one. I love how they 
brought Brown off the ball and let Smart handle things early. Smart, not only the crafty playmaking and shooting in the lane, which he continues to get better and better at as this postseason progresses, always been a part of his game, gets to use it sparingly, killed the Sixers with those in-between shots when things were tight early. He deserves a ton of credit for but that. But I don't and think Joe right did in anything in this game as a coach versus what he yeah. did in the game as a coach last time. Well, Look, how about the rotations? Sure, the rotations are fine, but also you have, you, you're messing around. Tatum gets into foul trouble and different things happen. But yes, I would say going to Grant after stubbornly not going to Grant, that's a blemish on Joe's kind of record here. Whatever it was, that whatever beef he and Grant had that kept him from playing him, a guy who was playing 20-something minutes a game and he rendered him useless, and as a DNPCD, when he obviously has some use and some value, even when he's not playing great, it just allows you to round out your rotation better by utilizing eight guys fully and then bringing in some other people if and when you ever need them. You're just shortening your bench to a ridiculous extent when he's playing zero minutes. But yes, playing Grant more... We, we said that was going to happen, though, Bobby. No matter how pissed off he was, Adam, uh, thank you very much for that. Catherine, thank you very much. Uh, even however pissed off he was, we're like, buddy's going to play him against Philly and Milwaukee, right? Held off on the tequila till the third. Yeah, <laughs> and three games now. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, three games now in the playoffs for Grant. He's played well in all three of them. Yeah. You had the first one, uh, the 4 for 4 game He's against leading the Atlanta. NBA in true shooting percentage in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he's hitting his shots. He's defending yeah. well. I thought he defended well. What was it? The game for uh, one of the games in uh, Atlanta down the stretch of that series. He defended well tonight. Defended well, face guarding Embiid, making him work. Point of attack defense on him. Great in but, this game. But again, Man. I don't. I do not believe outside of a little tweaker there that Joe's doing anything different. I really believe to put it in Eme terms. They either play like assholes or they play the way they're supposed to play. When they play like assholes, they don't rotate. They, they're not – you saw what they were doing on defense tonight. They, they're just – how much sharper their rotations were, how much – Now, that's where they adjusted a little bit. But sure. I think that was execution more than anything else. I just think that they were quicker. They were responding better. Smart was doing a phenomenal job. Got a fan checking in. Okay. <laughs> Bob, I, I think it's actually uh, Marcus Smart. Oh yeah, I think Smart. Yeah. Oh, don't hi. Um, I think <laughs> I think Smart was phenomenal with his on-ball defense. Not saying that because his, uh, you know, I think he was great quarterbacking everything. I think he was, you know, keeping guys moving. Um, I think everybody was responding differently. I think, like I said, even when the Sixers were able to pass the ball around and get an open look, they had to work their asses off to get clean looks. Celtics were really, really, really moving well. They were much more connected on defense tonight. I don't know that that was an adjustment. They didn't do a – it wasn't a strategy change. I just think they played better. Yeah, and they, they had the Grant personnel out there. I thought Rob played better in this game too, active around totally. the contesting shots. Uh, I thought Horford's drop worked in this game. So, yeah, they essentially did the same thing there. I did see – as I said, going into this game, zero shots for P.J. Tucker. They made him actually catch the ball and do some stuff with it in this game, and he did score five points, I think, and made a couple shots. But just getting the ball out of those key players' hands is important. What do you think the biggest difference was 
against Harden, though, in this one. Because he started, what, two for 11? I'll say it. Non-fact. I'll say it again. I said at the beginning of the series, and people were lighting me up a little bit in the chat. I'm like, you'll never see this from Harden again for the rest of the playoffs. I don't care how far Philly goes. He doesn't have those games. Those games used to be things that he could do once every two, once every three nights. Just look at at this season. I, I said it. What did I say? I said his next game is going to be three for eight. He's going to he's going to follow this one with a I, I, honestly roll back the tape. I probably said he's going to follow this with a three for fifteen. What did he shoot tonight? Um, sorry, <laughs> you got a lot of traffic going by here. I, what did he shoot? There it is. I said three for fifteen is two for fourteen. Two for 14. That's literally what yeah. I. So that's what I'm expecting that it's going to happen. Um, that, that he's going to have one of these games, and he had one of these games. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah, and- so, I mean, look, he hit freaking everything last game. He hit everything. <laughs> they, they played the drop. He hit everything when he got he got going to the basket. They they switched him out on the bigs. He hit every single shot. He's not hitting all of those step-back threes on a regular basis this year. That's not who he's been this year. He's not the same dominant offensive guy. He has it in his bag every once in a while, but he was on another planet. Uh, and so it took that for them to win last game. I don't – this is this I, everyone's going right to look here. at it and say the defense, the defense, the defense. I, I just think it's just he just it's a tip your hat sort of game last game. Jalen's game describes what you're talking about, though, because we know the level of defender Jalen can be, especially locking in on a matchup. And this is definitely the kind of game I wouldn't be surprised to hear in post game. He said, I got hard and I'm fighting through those screens and I'm going to stay on this guy because he shut him down. But that's what I said. The, half of it was just. Effort. Intensity. You gave, you gave up easy switches. You gave you made it easier on him. He was against Biggs on an island all night. I think they didn't give up the switches easily. I think guys fought a lot more. They fought harder. Smart fought, fought harder. Jalen fought harder. They stayed with him. They frustrated him. He had a really rough night because he had bodies around him all the time. You just quick quicker, more athletic people than he is right now when he's able to exploit, you know, what the Celtics let him have last game. But again, I thought a lot of that was effort. I I really do. So, um, absolutely. I'm with you there. And we've largely, I think, liked Joe's performance this year. Me and yeah, I I didn't like the comments yesterday. I don't love all of it. I just don't scapegoat him the the way other people do. I think it's a, again, People can have their opinions. I think it's a lazy fallback when you see something and you're frustrated by it and you're like, it's the coach. I, I think it's the players way more than the coach. That's always my philosophy. I don't think Joe's perfect. I think he's learning on the fly, and I think he knows that. But, but yes, the, the, I, think he's right. I think his mindset on what he wants him to do, Bobby, is right. I think, yeah. I think the Look way he are. wants him to play, and I do agree. It's a, Defense is effort. It's not – what Joe has them doing. It's whether they, whether they commit on the defensive end. And then the offensive philosophy is the correct philosophy for this team. And people get really mad about too too many threes, too many threes. He's right. He's been right all year with it. He really has. When they score, they win the record. When they're one, when they're 120 plus Bobby on the year is 39 and 0 in regulation, three losses when they scored 120 points all in overtime. That's the, that's the point. Hit that mark, you win the game. So he's fine with that. That's that's this team's path to winning, he believes, and he's actually right about it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, and they largely get these on quality looks. You look at the difference between pull-up jumpers, which is, I think, what frustrates us when it comes to those threes, and they're active threes generate off movement and passing there's a huge difference there disparity in favor of the movement and activity and that's what you saw tonight and this is a good point to what you're saying here the movement this this is a good point there aren't threes you're right when you move and you work it and you get the open looks even if they don't fall early eventually they will just keep but you got to stay with the process where you get stuck is jason tatum just settling for iso pull-ups late in the clock those are the ones that kill you. I'm not just putting it on Tatum, but stuff like that. It's also curious that Tatum played very few minutes tonight and it wasn't necessarily needed when they went on their super run. So that's where I was about to go is <laughs> what happened there because he charges three times in the first half. This is about eight minutes to start the second quarter. Not involved much when he's No, but in. he's still plus 24 even... in 19 minutes, which is funny. Considering he was yeah, very, part, he was not impactful. I think part of the defensive success they had tonight probably playing into that because he certainly wasn't active or involved offensively all that much. It almost ended up being fortunate that they were able to keep the ball in Jalen's hands more, which is something I still don't really get from game one, how they lost Jalen so much, and have the guards be playmakers rather than Tatum. And they did some great stuff. Even White, who was pretty bad early, ended up making some plays late in this game through extra minutes. That's probably a guy who would have faded if he, if Tatum played more. Um, and then Grant, of course, benefited from that as well. I don't know. Have we seen many great Tatum games in these playoffs so far? <laughs> I, look, I, I don't. Brown's kind of carrying this if team. If we start doing this, everyone's going to lose their shit. But I'm going to tell you this. Just spend a minute and go back and think of the monstrous Tatum for all the ter- playoffs, conference finals, this and that. Go back and log in your mind all of the monstrous monstrous Tatum playoff games and don't count the 50-burger in the one win against Brooklyn when they lost that series 4-1 to one a couple of years ago. Don't count that. It, there's... I'll, I'll tell you how many signature games he's had in his entire playoff career. How many? Going to say one. Milwaukee. The game saver. I mean, that's the, all that comes right to mind. The series saver against Milwaukee. It's not that he hasn't played well. Brooklyn, he was great. Give him credit he was for the great. We forget about that series. The Brooklyn series won last he year. He happen. was outstanding. And then he honestly, yeah. he had monstrous games in the series they lost when Jalen was out with the broken, with broken hand, whatever it was. He had that 50 bomb. Yeah, 50 yeah, bomb and that. another 40 something. But that series was just Jason Tatum gets to shoot because no one else was on the team. So those are individual performances. He's got one monster playoff performance and a series of very good ones. It's not like he hasn't played. But you're right. He's, you know, Jimmy Butler had more signature playoff moments last round than Tatum has had in his entire playoff career, despite Tatum being more seasoned and having more playoff wins overall. So you're right. At some point, you do want to see Tatum having his, like, I'm the man moments because you need to sprinkle some of those in, in addition to team ball, you know, or you'd like to see them. I think I, 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 I kind of the game yeah, plan yeah. last game was for him to get his, and this is right from Doc. Don't double him, don't make him a playmaker, and let him score his thirty, however much. And we all look at last game and see him score a million points. 
and no, wasn't his best game. The yeah. offense. Remember the, the other guys Bobby. Remember involved. the Philly game this year when everybody was out and Jalen broke his face. Tatum finished with twelve points on a miserable shooting night, and they still won that game. Yeah. Remember, you remember that? Yeah, and it's interesting because I thought he made some good moves and plays early in this game. He was the one, I think, doing a good job getting at and beat, and other guys were getting blocked the left and right. Sorry, Dud, we went there. It's it's just the, the charges early. Slow start. Ends up in a slow finish. Again, he's out there and available in the third. And I guess that's my one second guess from this game is why he's guarding Harden with three fouls, going through and bead screens and picking up a fourth there. Because that takes him out of the third, essentially, too. So I don't think anyone's blaming him for the bad night he had tonight. Some tough calls on him, and he fades from it. But it's it's part of this trend that we're looking at here of him not having the best postseason. Because we all know they're going to need him. Even if he's not shooting 50% and averaging 30-plus, he's got to impact the game in some way. And in game one, he's scoring a ton, but he's not doing a ton else. And in game two, he's largely not in the game all night. So – you got to talk about it. You got to talk I about mean, it because again, my philosophy is <clears throat> best player. My philosophy is this on Tatum, like and it's not just it's not meant to be disparaging, but I believe I don't believe Tatum is that upper echelon put the get, put the game on my back, you know, I'm going to do it all sort of star. I believe he's an elite scorer and and certainly a top 10 player and the Celtics best overall player, but I still think he's most effective and they're most effective when he plays within the construct of a total team game as opposed to the Tatum going off games. Um, so I just don't think you need those. I just think you need this, what they're doing now, with Tatum being involved and Jalen being involved. Their best games are the 30-30 games or the 25-25 games when they're both doing a little bit of something and just kind of playing ball. And they're going to get theirs because they're the guy, they're the most gifted scorers, but not like forcing it into Tatum games. Those are not my, that's not what I want to see and not what I think they're good at. Not what I think he's good at. We've actually seen it. The things he's worst at are the things that they force him to do too much, be a playmaker, bring the ball up, you know, uh, play in isolation, take pull-ups, all of those things, all the metrics show he's statistically deficient. He's not good at those things. He's much better when the thing is moving and he's moving and he's active. So I can you blame John what's that? for Jalen? Who else can you blame for Jalen getting 10 shots last game? But that's what I mean is like you get out of the rhythm and you kind of put it in Tatum's hands and Jalen goes, Jalen goes out. But sometimes Jalen has nights like tonight where he's assertive and he's like, just give me the ball and let me do my thing. And, uh, you know, when he did and, and part of that, he was empowered because Tatum's out for a little stretch of time. But I mean, he took it over there. You know, he just took over. Part of it was with Tatum on the court there. Uh, during absolutely during, he scored what during that third quarter 13. run just ripped it for that well even the first quarter, the first right? quarter as well. the game yeah. 13 of the first 18 or whatever it is and you get worried you're like he's rolling he looks great are they gonna, gonna disappear gonna fade yeah. out of things yeah I, again but to get back to 17 mate uh 17 attempts here yeah would have been on his way to more if they had a fourth quarter here i love the aggression i've said it john I'm just thrilled. I'm amazed. I'm so impressed by where he's at because he, a lot of times he is playing one-on-one out there. You go back and look at the first quarter and that's probably a lot of what he did, but guys can't stop him. That step to remove uh, the mid range. Sometimes he's talked about all year and the finishing through tough defenders in the lane. This offense would be doomed if they didn't have him against the Embiid's and the Bams and the guys who protect the rim and take that away. 
Yes. Yeah, he's just he's I mean, more forceful. Just... I mean, this is where where Tatum can struggle against uh, you know in games like this when you know and and look, I mean, you know, Jalen got blocked one time going in for a dunk, maybe a couple of times, but you know, you've seen Tatum. But he unlocks it with that aggression yeah. for other guys. Yeah, he forces the issue. He's look when you play fast and hard. You put people on the defensive, you know, you're just applying pressure on them. Uh, And that's what he does. He applies pressure on the defense. And do you see just a tiny bit of improvement with the playmaking? Tonight I did. There's spurts where you say, all right, there it is. Tonight he wasn't leaving his feet. Tonight he went into the lane. He found shooters at weird angles too. I always think the the classic Jalen Brown is the leave your feet and luckily somebody's there or the – I'm out of dribbles, but thank God you're right there and I can give it to you. But he has some of those weird assists where it's like the person thankfully was in the neighborhood. But then he has nights like tonight where he's driving and kicking out and finding shooters, you know, in all over the court. Uh, and, and, And he did that a bunch of times tonight. I thought he was I thought he was really good with that. So, yes, tonight tonight it looked uh, you know, tip my hat tonight. Am I going to say global improvement? No, I mean, he was basically a one-to-one assisted turnover guy again this year, and his his overall numbers were roughly the same as they've been, you know, his entire career. But uh, tonight he played, like I said, very fast, very aggressive, and very in control, uh, which for Jalen is like you get that trade-off. When he's, when he's aggressive, sometimes you live with five and six turnover games and, you know, not super high assists. Tonight he played really, really smart. Yeah, and he, he hit smart on that alley-oop, right? Yeah. Or was that Horford? It was one of those yeah. two. So, smart, great. He deserves a minute here, I think. Smart and injured was now. Great. Yeah, not great to hear he's injured again. Oh, he's fine. He wore, with, he wore the kind of Isaiah-style bulletproof vest that looked he's like. Fine. <laughs> Did you see him? Do you see that under there? And then he got the stinger. Fortunately, this wasn't a game in the second half because he did come into the third quarter with his arm just kind of dangling there yep. or fourth quarter whenever he checked in again. I wouldn't have loved to have seen him shooting and running up the floor. Ooh, thanks, Sal. Uh, but first half, tremendous. And there was a great what? play where he's all over Embiid, <laughs> just swarming him. And that's what's – Sal. Thank you, Sal. Um, They're loving the John and Bob show. John and Bob show. Money flying everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Joe Sway's coming on in a minute to free you up and head to the locker room, so you can uh, you can check that out. I'm dying to interview Grant tonight. You think we'll finally get the Grant story? I think you're getting Grant. I think you're getting Lemon Squares. I think you're getting everything you want tonight. Some good cannolis <laughs> here, John. You you weren't in the building at all tonight, were no, you? No, I didn't make it. I had a. It doesn't matter. I was supposed to, but I did. I couldn't make it. Sometimes John sneaks in at the beginning and hangs out, and I guess does who knows what. I'm there. To, I, I, I I I got to put in some appearances, right, Bobby? I got to. People got to remember. You got to show face people, the way the way you talk on the air. You got to show your face. And, and I'm not afraid. Anyone wants to say something? No, but I mean, it's, it's not just the players. I gotta I gotta see some of the people, right? I mean. I'm yeah. a man of the people, Sherrod. I can't, you know, I can't stay behind. I'm going to dive out. This is true. John is a man of the people. <laughs> All seven of them. <laughs> What's going on, Sherrod? Oh, my goodness. Marcus Smart, of course. We just We just transitioned to Marcus after this 50 bomb that just got thrown in here by Sal. So thank you. Um, but uh, you don't get any of that because you weren't on the show. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> They knew I was coming. Now this was listen. This was this was such a good game. Yeah. Um, 
And this is this is what this series should be like. I mean, the Celtics are the better team. Uh, the Celtics have more weapons offensively. But the, to me, the, the catalyst of all we saw tonight was their defense. Uh, and it's it's little things that people don't really pay enough attention to that mean a difference. Like if a guy takes a shot, get your damn hand up. They were literally doing that almost every single Philadelphia possession in the first quarter, and that was huge. Uh, yeah. they, they showed that they were engaged. And, and, again, you know, I don't know how much you guys talked about Marcus, but he real subtle hustle plays that he was making all game long instead of going under the screens. And we've talked about this. Exactly. Was, they were fighting over the top. Which that was exactly- my biggest issue last game. Everyone's blaming Joe and the strategy and the drop. And I just said, no, they just gave up soft switches all yeah. night. If they just gave them up. Jalen yeah. and Marcus. And night and today both tonight both of them fought through. Way exactly. better. Yes. Way better. And that and that didn't put Al in as many awkward ISO situations. Exactly. Which is Philadelphia was going to. Yeah. And so this was this was just well played intelligent basketball uh and i don't know I, I and i i don't have the numbers to back it up but it felt like joe was shuffling guys in and out a little bit more than he normally does yeah uh, well i mean it started with grant right yeah it did it starts with grant when you do that when you do that you unlock the rotation a little more because you're opening it up for an eighth guy in fact for a period of time grant williams had more minutes than rob williams uh in the game and i, I don't know what they finished up with but um he clearly had decided I think he played 14 first half minutes or something or into the yeah. third quarter. So for some reason, Grant is good again in Joe's eyes after completely putting him on the shelf. He played 29 friggin' minutes tonight. That was more than he played the, in the entire Atlanta Hawks series. I don't even have to look it up to know that. That's 29. Fast. Rob played 22. Malcolm played 24. Your number one bench minutes came from Al Horford. I mean, came from, uh, Rob, came from Grant Williams. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, he, played and, and, the, he played the second most minutes on the white and brown. Each played thirty. Grant played twenty nine. It's a little, it's a little bit distorted because of how lopsided they got. But even some before it got late. out of hand, they were still near the top in terms of minutes played, and they and they deserved to be out there. They were they were doing a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, especially Malcolm. I mean, they they had no answer for Malcolm at all. None. I have game. no answer for whatever Josue Pavone's going to say next. So I'm going to let him go. <laughs> I mean, if you got no answer for it, then I guess I'll just talk to Sherrod. Just talk to Sherrod. Yeah. I mean, listen, Sherrod, that's what (laughs) these type of games you get from Grant, right? If he's coming out of – he must have done something in practice, or he must have shown what he was going to do in that defensive end of the floor because you you got to earn that. And and he certainly did that. The loose ball, uh, you know, passive – you know, obviously diving for loose balls and keeping possessions alive is is, is what keeps you on the floor, in my opinion. But that three-point shot is obviously what extended his his, his stay – and it was huge. I mean, Michael Brogdon responded in a big way, which I'm not surprised given uh, that last turnover. He had a that good game last one. game, too, except for the turnover. Malcolm yeah, I mean, was great but that's the thing. Like, that's what we're going to always remember, even after the fact, you know, even after tonight. So uh, he he was hoping to erase that out of our out of our memory, our short term memory. And in a way, he did. Um, but I'm, again, I'm not surprised. But Grant's uh, contribution, a little surprised. But at the same time, we know he has that in him. I mean, that's the thing. It's just him do finding it consistently. I'm not surprised that Grant do had a good game. Do what you do well. Get yeah, shoot, right, Sherrod. But shoot it's, open does threes, he do it consistently? play defense. No. So, but it's good. But he, did, he, he playing within himself is the key, right? That's all we say is don't try to do too much. Take your threes when, when you get your shot. 
and play your defense. That's all he has to do to get minutes. Right? And and the, and the number three thing on the list, John, keep your mouth shut and just play. Because you, you notice there were a couple times there were a couple times where Grant had like a legitimate beef with, with a non-call that didn't go his way. Rather than getting all demonstrative and all that other stuff that we saw during the season, he just played ball. And it, it, it's taken a while for him to embrace that reality that for him to get on the floor, you have to play well, you have to leave the refs alone, and just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. Uh, this was this was. I, I'm not surprised Grant played well because remember. And B was out there for for a number of those stretches earlier, and B can't move. It's it's obvious that he, he is not anywhere close to being at the MVP level that we've seen from him. And to give the Celtics credit; they were able to run their offense until they would get that matchup with about maybe ten, nine, eight seconds left, and they would just go at it. They would swing the ball around until they got one of their wings matched with Joel, and they'd attack. Uh, and when they on defense, they were swarming him. They were forcing him to give up the ball sooner than he wanted to. This was Joe Mazzula again. This was a good – he had a good game plan. The guys executed it well. And that's why this game got so damn lopsided so quick. And they stuck to, They stuck with it. They believed in it. They didn't, they didn't deviate because it was still closer than you wanted it to be um, through the first half, even though Philly wasn't playing really well and they weren't hitting their shots. But they kind of stuck with it, especially on the offensive end. The effort stayed up. You saw, like, on the TNT broadcast, Doc talking, like, you know, they're they're get, they're beating you to every ball. So part of it was just simply, like, the generic, they wanted it more. But that's how it works. Like, that, that, there's a reason why people talk about that stuff. There's a reason why 50-50 balls matter, why effort matters. Because, like, so many of those plays come down to just who wants it more, who's willing to commit. But philosophically they did what Joe wanted them to do. They kept the spacing, they kept the movement. Uh, they kept, you know, they kept moving off the ball and they shot a crap ton of threes, which is what he says is the key to their success. You know, did I lose you guys? No, I was going to give Joe Sway a chance to talk, but obviously Joe Sway is here to just, uh, just congregate. I mean, nah, y'all too cool for me today. I don't know. I, I get no. in here. All right, cool. I'm trying, to be, I'm, I'm trying to be a team player and get Joe Sway involved in the offense. Uh, Let's you. get no, him some reps. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get him some Grant minutes tonight. Okay, Joe Sway's getting Grant minutes. <laughs> no, I mean I, the, the guy, on, the one guy who was at Joe Mazzula. I mean, I, I don't know. Whenever y'all ready, I guess. Let me know. <laughs> I can get in here because it's interesting. He talks about not the Celtics not taking as many threes as they should have in Game One, and then he pointed out to the fact that uh, they scored more. They took more threes uh, almost throughout that first half than they did the entire game. So. Obviously, that's a part of his game. He's going to stick to that. But clearly, defensively, he's also wanting this, to see this guy step up in a big way. But it was interesting to see because I was always going into this one. I felt a little, I mean, when Bobby comes on, oh, he'll, I don't know if he told you or not, but I was like, man, if the Celtics don't make their three-point shots, this could be a really long night. And I hate to sound like, you know, what Bobby said that this team is a win or die by the three-point. But some of that is true. But at the same time, though, they reminded me of that defensive side of, of them. Everyone, it's a it's a all hands on deck type of approach, and we don't see that enough. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, that's what you know leads to them prolonging best of seven series, and that's what happened essentially in game one. But at the same time, while Joel, Joel Embiid helped on the defensive side for Philly, I feel like he sort of slowed things down overall offensively. Whereas the Philadelphia 76ers, that that up tempo offense, that run the floor, get open shots, that was what's killed the Celtics in game one. So as, as Embiid did help him in, in defending the pain and getting those five blocks, 
it, it sort of hurt them in a sense because it changed the way they were playing in game one, where I think the Celtics had a hard time in defending them. I'm just, uh, just going to say what people don't want to want to acknowledge and embrace about the Sixers team. There are certain teams that they are better without Joel than they are with. And I think the Celtics are one of those teams. There's a reason why the Celtics have had his number for so many years. Because when you put him around guys that, that can run the floor, can get out in transition and knock down threes and do all that stuff, they're pretty damn tough. for the, they, they're, they're Swarm tough him, smack yeah, the ball around, exactly. frustrate him when he gets but it right. Think about this, though. Joel comes back. They go six for 20 on three-point range. James Harden, who was killing the Celtics, didn't have as many three-pointers made as John, Sherrod, and Joe Sway combined. And that sucks if you're a Sixers fan. That sucks if you're Doc Rivers. How do you figure out, how do you get Joel to continue to be impactful and yet get the guys who want to get out and run able to get out and run? And if Sixers, they haven't been able to figure that out. And, and the Celtics, they took advantage of Joel, knowing that, yes, he's a great low-post threat and he can stretch the floor from time to time, but those other guys are the ones that kill you. Their ability to get out and transition and get easy buckets and, and swarm you and do all those things that they did in game one, you're not going to do that with Joel Embiid on the floor. And if you're yeah. the Celtics, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Here's uh, a, you guys you guys were talking about Joe uh, and, uh, you know, and – you know, how he coached and how he performed. Uh, Joe heard you guys out there in the chat. Joe heard oh, some of the media sure. he uh, was, about about some of the critique. He here's, Joe, spicy, here's Joe right? Mazzula with a little mic drop sort of reaction yeah, to sure. how, how he coached today. Obviously, how significant was it to get the fourth quarter to rest some guys? Yeah, pace. Um, I thought that's it. We got stops, and then we were able to get out and run, and we got great looks, and we made the right play every single time. You don't want to, nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made from game one to game two? Obviously, how significant people was it? did, coach. They did, but I, I, I pick up what you're putting down. I like it. Okay, Joe. Okay, okay, Joe. Okay. I like it. Look, he's interesting. That, that makes me smile. Not, not just because they won, but that Joe is. I mean, he's that is the interesting stuff I want to see more about from Joe. Right. Give me that. Give me that. But he's sticking to his guns, though, Sharad. You know what I'm saying, though. I feel like it's like okay, yeah, we made adjustments and all, but. You know, not I'm going to really. stick to what I want them to do out there. Not really. That's what I've been saying from the start of the show. And like I said, I kind of tweeted it. Did Joe coach better tonight? Did they make adjustments or did they just play better and do like the game plan, like what you're supposed to do and, and just execute it better? And I think that's what happened. It's not like Joe was like, oh, I tried this new strategy tonight. Like, with the exception of bringing Grant in a little bit, which he only did because Embiid played, and it's not like it was, like, this brilliant tactical move. It was just natural that that would happen. Uh, they just played better. So, again, that's why I think it's always just a little bit lazy to just be hammering on Joe, you know, every time that they lose and be like, he sucks, man. Like, no, man, they sucked last game. They didn't play – they didn't play with urgency, no defensive intensity, gave up all of those soft switches, let Harden eat all game long. Uh, but what Joe wants them to do when they do it, for the most part, they are effective. I, I, and I think he's right with it. I think he's been right all year. I think this team wins with offense, knowing that defense is about effort. That's been his philosophy. It's not like I'm going to sit there and coach up the defense and come up with these exotic things that we're going to do to people. We're going to play hard. We're going to do what we do on defense. We're going to try to maintain our overall defensive identity. 
but we got to score points and we got to yeah. do it this yeah. way. And that's his formula for success. And the reality is he's actually been proven right time and again in terms of what's been successful for them. Right. But I just feel like, again, it's the consistency and, and it's a it's a pride thing, too. Right. I mean, especially in the playoffs, it's always about pride, especially when you're a top notch team like the Celtics and uh, guys are going to are, are going to give you that type of effort, you know, uh, coming off of a loss like in game one. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is is, is the guys. But you give you give Joe Mazzullo certainly credit because these guys work their asses off for them for him, obviously. But, um, yeah, I also thought he would make other adjustments. I, I was wondering if it would take other, you know, outside-the-box adjustments, and, and it didn't. It didn't. It clearly buckled down to uh, guys just showing effort on the on, on rebounding and, and defending. But um, especially in transition, you know, guys getting back and, and just constantly uh, keeping that pressure on Philly. We, we didn't see that in game one. We, we definitely didn't had- see that in game one. Joe had another one on that, just talking about kind of mindset tonight. And I'll tell you this, both Bobby, I was at, actually Bobby, not today. I was at shoot around today. Um, small little things that you just kind of notice, like Al and uh, Malcolm are two of the more affable, loquacious guys. Uh, you know, when it comes to the media, they indulge you. They answer your questions, even if they're dumb TV questions about, you know, well, how, what's the emotion? How's the feel? Like they're just, that's how they are always. They're just really good. And they were, Al was short and brief and Malcolm wasn't making eye contact. They were pissed. Like Malcolm talked about anger and frustration after game one. Al was like, yeah, we're ready. Like he, they were not having it, which is rare for those kind of guys. And here's Joe talking about the mindset of the players. Joe, your team said this morning that they were angry, frustrated. Could you sense from the uh, beginning of the night that they were going to play like they played, especially on both ends of the, of the floor? Yes. And what did you like about that yes. from the get-go? They were angry, frustrated. <laughs> Facts, my guy. Yes. There you go, Joe. There you go. There you go. There you go. Listen. Um, He's so mad at you guys and all of you for what, everything you said after game one. He heard all of it. And he's... He is absolutely feeding. He's feasting off of that. Oh feasting. my God! Guy, guys like, down. Like guys a, down for the first like time a, in the playoffs, and he's you know in his yeah. field. It's like a, it's like a, a like a monster that grows stronger with all of your you know. He's just oh my God! Is that lit? Bring he was, on the heat! Bring it on! Oh, he's that's terrific it. stuff that right great. there. The, 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 the thing that, but see, here's the thing. The flip side to that is that. When you have games like this and you look at how they execute and you listen to what Joe says, you know it's not going to happen every night. You know that. But the effort should be there every night. The, the, uh, the desire to play that way should be there every night. And that's the one thing I, I still question about them. Um, and, you know, as, as Jimmy reminds us all the time, you, you have some trust issues with this team. Uh, because you don't know if you're going to – not so much the, the actual execution, but just the effort – um, like the way that they, like for example, and John and I we were talking about this before. Instead of going under screens, go over them. Don't give them that airspace. Force even if you got to pick up some cheap fouls. Because I thought Tatum picked up a couple of fouls trying to just go over the top. 
And you live with that because that's sending a message that you are not giving them clean ass looks behind a three-point line. There's a reason why James Harden was 0 for 6 on threes tonight. And it wasn't just because he had an off night. It's because they did not let him get comfortable behind her. He did not get clean looks behind a three-point line. And when he finally got maybe one or two, he was off because he hadn't established the rhythm. That's yeah. what you have to do against teams like this. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was off too tonight. Remember how uh, how much that killed the Celtics in game one? I mean, that's just what tough defense does, especially when it knocks you off your off balance. And, and in the paint, Harden was, wasn't getting the same kind of calls that he got in game one. So it was good. I mean, it's clean, clean defending, especially in the in the paint, and just a lot of energy from the second unit for sure. Yeah. Real quick, um, we're going to hear from Jalen and Malcolm, and Bobby's about to join us in a minute. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Once again, and I, I want to get the market slip. We're going to play Jalen and uh, Jalen and uh, Malcolm real quick right now. This morning you said you were angry, frustrated. What did you like about the response of your team tonight? Uh, simply that we responded. Um, you know, we were resilient. I thought it started with JB. Um, he set the tone. Um, and, you know, it's about setting the tone for the next game. You know, this is one game. They came out and played a great game. The first one, James played great. I thought tonight we, you know, flipped the script. I thought we did a great job on him and great job overall. Um, but that's one game. And we it, it doesn't mean anything if there's no carryover. What about the, the offense? You got cranking there in that third quarter. How nice was it to see you guys get rolling on those threes? Yeah, you know, it really started with our defense. We were able to get stops, get out. The shots get easier when you get stops, when you're not getting the ball out of the net over and over. Um, so we're getting open shots. We're shooting with confidence. There we go. We got Bobby Manning. Bobby, do we go right to it right now? <laughs> yeah, let me just say first that, as we said in the opener, John, Joe did a phenomenal job tonight. <laughs> Everybody say it with me. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Okay. I got that shirt ready for Philly too. Dead All right, ass. so this I is just got it finally. This is good stuff. Uh, this is, uh, I believe, I believe. Well, let me try to load it up here. I can fly. No, I believe I can fly. Hold on, let me get it. If you play the one about your rod, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> That'd be a funny one. Hold on, hold on, I'm gonna get it. Okay, ready? All right, here we go. Playing it now. No. Everybody's, we expect Joe to be part of the game sometimes. We forget this is his first year in this spot with the Reigns, and uh, he's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, he's doing a great job. <laughs> phenomenal job. Shout out, Bobby. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. This is a full circle moment, John. 
from Marcus should get a t-shirt for that. Marcus should get a Garden Report t-shirt for that, dropping a phenomenal line. We're absolutely oh, I'm rocking it this weekend. Yeah. Dropping in his locker. <laughs> now everyone's gonna be asking for him now. Listen. I have I have noticed in recent seasons the usage but, of the word phenomenal in quotes go uh, through the roof. It is it is a it's one of Doc Rivers' favorite words. Yeah, it's one of those things that once you once you point it out, you, you start hearing it more and more often. But it's a yeah, great yeah. word. I used to get a lot of crap on here for using it. It's a great No, because you would use it to describe ordinary things. The like word everything. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> who, is, who is phenomenal? Yeah. Was Joe phenomenal tonight? So again, I don't, I don't think, think Joe did anything different. <laughs> I just think he's he was good. good. But that that you're right. It's a full circle moment. Sherrod, this Marcus going from telling <laughs> telling us to telling Sherrod to shut the f Aaron up and the guy. Yeah, yeah, man. Splice those two together for something that I said, which I feel bad <laughs> about. Um, and uh, and uh, you know, call out the Garden Report a couple of years ago uh, to uh, the shout out to Bobby for phenomenal. I love that. That's a full full circle, full circle. It's amazing. That's <laughs> really funny. It's really I'm funny. Just, that was what? Just that was two years ago too. Huh? Everything changed. I'm just funny, glad I got. I'm just glad I got credit for the word because it is. It looks good in a quote. It really does. That quote's gonna go down a lot of articles today. It's gonna, it's gonna look good in there. Yeah, yeah, that's I said. Okay, just way I gotta mute you. There's way too yeah, much going on there. Yeah, go nah, ahead. He was Draw. really, he was really good. I mean, just little things, and, that, and, I, and I can't, I, I have to harp on this because I think they sometimes forget that it's the little things that make them a great team. It's the little things like going over screens, uh, you know, tilting versus blitzing versus showing on, on, on Joel just little things that they did throughout this game that remind I think the world that this team can beat the crap out of you if, if you don't respond and if and if they play their game uh like we got the you know we got the lower third there about this is the largest loss in 76ers playoff history um and the sad part about it is I mean think about it, they empty the bench for the entire fourth quarter that's a, that's another adjustment on Joe's part uh, usually he keeps one of those guys in because, you know, that 30-point lead might disappear, you know, in the next 10 minutes. Um, so good for Joe. Good for Joe. Yeah, that was good. Again, but hey, look, for better, for worse, we have talked about it. Uh, he's legit. He's pretty sensitive. Um, and if it works for him, fine. But, I mean, he's been this way all year. He, he, he hasn't liked being second-guessed. He, he he acknowledges that he's kind of figuring stuff out on the fly, which opens you up to criticism, <laughs> but he doesn't like it. Um, and, I mean, this is how he responds to it. And, again, we've mentioned it. You know, our friend and, uh, you know, your podcast partner, Gary Washburn, has been on the receiving end of a few of these. He doesn't like being asked certain things. And, you know, he snaps back. I love back. it. I love it. He's really short with people. There's honestly, there's nothing more disrespectful than answering in one word. You know what these people do for a living. They're going to take 20 seconds to ask you a question. You can't just say yes. Like you're, you're cutting them off at the knees there, but he does it all the time. And he's because he's pissed. He's pissed. He doesn't want to freaking hear it. And again, I'm, I'm Bobby and I have been on this side of things. I've been here to defend him. I don't think he's perfect, but I think he's got a, the right idea of what, 
makes this team hum. I really do. Uh, I just think he's still learning how to read games and how to adjust and how to do things on the fly. And sometimes he might not. He might not seize the moment or stray from what it is that he wants that that, 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 that needs doing. He needs a he needs to, he needs a little more flex. The games where he shows it, you'll see it and be like, okay, Joe Joe did something tonight. Some others he just kind of stays on his path and it doesn't always necessarily work. Uh, so again, I, I wasn't putting game one loss on him. I'm not putting the game two win on him either. I just think the blame is always a little bit weird. Funny they said yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, I just think uh, that's yeah, my thought. That's what I always think. Yeah. Well, it's a long series, but you know, I just again going into this game, I was like, if the Celtics win this, it's going to be a lot of three-pointer shots, like, you know, makes right. And I feel like that's a big part of it. So you're wondering what happens when that's not the case in Philly, and can they still keep this defensive intensity when it's not coming off of a, a loss like we saw in Game One? I mean, that's that's still a question, right, guys? I mean, it's not one of those things where like, oh, this is the the series is turn the corner here and something's going to take off. I mean, that way to see what they look like in Philly. But, um, yeah, it's a good win. It's a great character win. It was a great response. At least it shows, obviously, this team has some resilience. And at this level, you would you should expect that out of these guys. But, um, you know, holding, holding them defensively the way they did, well under 100 in this game, it's not something I, I uh, predicted going in. So, you know, that's a surprise. But does that, does that fall on Joe Missoula? I mean, you got to give him some credit. But at the same time, a lot of these guys is just a heart and soul of guys just uh, wanting to respond and, and play with pride. The, the reason I don't think it's a Joe thing, guys, is because like we've seen it with three coaches. That's the thing. Is like I don't think it's a Joe blame situation. I don't think it's a Joe credit. When they want to motivate themselves or when they want to, Ime had a re- had a plan too, and his plan was very defensive minded. He wanted them to play a specific way on defense, and he drilled that into them. Obviously, every coach is going to say defense matters, get stops, that turns to offense. But Joe is hyper-focused on what they do on the offensive end of the ball. Of the ball, And I really do believe he thinks defense is really more about will and effort. When you show up and you, and you play, your defense is going to be good. But you got to do these things on offense to be good. And that's what he's always been. He's hyper-focused on the offensive side of things. And we saw what it was doing at the start of the year. And that's when they were playing their best basketball, when they were playing that brand of basketball. And that was fueled by their offense. Obviously, you can't have one without the other. But again, it's just different approaches uh, with, 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 with each of those guys. And we've seen the players respond to varying, uh, you know, uh, degrees. Uh, to both coaches and even to Brad prior to that uh, with one effort looking like one night, looking like world beaters and another night, you know, like you may would say looking like assholes. I miss that reference. <laughs> I love it. Ass- I, it I, the th- I, again, as you pointed out, John, he, I mean, not you may, uh, Joe was figuring this stuff out on the fly. He, he, he literally is flying in the dark to a certain extent. And I give him a lot of credit for evolving as the season has progressed. I mean, a lot of the things that we harp on and we point out that he's just totally getting wrong, he doesn't consistently get those things wrong. He figures out how to work around those things. You know, when, we, when you look back at game one, he saw the, I mean, he saw the same stuff we did, and then some. They were going under screens. So what do you emphasize for game two? Don't go under, go over, and, and just fight for that. Uh, that was a big difference tonight, Sherrod, for sure. I think... John, you said there wasn't a ton different. I do think defensively they switched some things up for sure tonight. Sure. Uh, Grant being out there allows them to do some different stuff on that. And yep. I thought he scrambled into some doubles and But you have well. to when Embiid plays, you have to have a slightly different strategy. So you're not yeah. gonna have the you're not gonna have the same exact blueprint. 
Yeah, and they dropped Rob, I felt like, too. Sherrod, he was at the rim pretty much the whole game, just guarding it. And uh, stunts off Tuckers and some other guys, they said they were going to do that, and they did tonight. So even if I didn't love Joey's comments about it being offense, not defense, it needed to be fixed after last game, clearly behind the scenes they were tightening up some things defensively that allowed them to have the game they did here tonight. Because yeah. well, this was this was a defensive victory as much as it was a big shooting night. Well, the, the defense, totally. I mean, we've seen this over and over and over again. Their defense often dictates blowout wins. When you Definitely. Look at them, they, they don't blow teams out because they're knocking out every shot known to man. They usually blow out teams when their defense gets stops and they get out in transition or they, they get defensive stops and they run their offense and they run their sets uh, and wear teams down over time. Uh, and, and the thing about their defense that you know we, we've talked about is just the, the ability of the wings to stay attached to their men that they didn't have to switch nearly as much defensively as we as we saw in game one. And that, to me, that that's often the, the, the telling sign of whether they're having a good game defensively or not. Not so much how teams are shooting, but are they being forced to switch consistently? And when they don't have to switch, they like their matchups as they should. Um, I You know, I, you like seeing, you know, Jalen and Tatum matched up with their guys. You don't like to see Al Horford out there trying to guard James Harden. You don't want to see him switched out on a wing like Tobias. You want him to stay with whoever the big is out there. And then they did a good job of making sure that was the case most of this game. Absolutely. I love seeing this defense play well. We got a little double big tonight too, John. I always like to see that. Again, you, you assume that's going to happen more when you're playing a team like Philadelphia, you know? So I mean, is, that, just- is, that, is that where we are now? Are you almost glad to see him beat out there? Because you know how to match up with him. You know how to play him. And he's this diminished version of himself. Sherrod said it it's earlier. It's a whole new there, series. Sherrod said it earlier that, you know, there's certain teams. I'll, I'll let Sherrod say it for him. You know, in some some matchups, Embiid isn't, doesn't always help you. Yeah, this is this is the Celtics are a team where if, if you're really looking at the history when Joel is out there, you're looking at the way they play when he's out there, it's clear that they're a better matchup against the Celtics when he's not playing, and they are when he is, uh, because they're able to get out and run. They're able. They, they, I think they cause more matchup challenges for the Celtics because they're smaller, they're quicker. I mean, that's as long as Joel is out there, you know that the pace is going to be slowed down, uh, and all you got to do defensively is just keep swarming and try to confuse him, and that leads to turnovers, it leads to re- rebound opportunities, which leads to transition baskets for your team. So, Joel is a great player. Not trying to crap on him. He, he deserved the MVP award this year, no doubt about it. But there's been a, there's enough evidence that that shows that Philly plays a better brand of basketball against Boston when he's not around than they do when he is. Yeah, and it's again, what's the one win they had this year? A 50 point game when he makes 85 percent of his shots. And like, the Celtics had, had a chance to win it at the end. And the Celtics were missing players and still had a chance to win it at the end. And Embiid has to go off for that number in that game, uh, and for them to barely squeak one by. We said after that, po- we said on that post game show, if you're Philly, you got to feel like shit. Like that's a one off. Like if you're. You, you need that four times to win a series against this team. You have no shot. It's why people were generally confident with the Celtics Sixers matchup. It's like, we've seen it enough. It, the matchup's not great for Philly. It's just not. And it's way worse for Philly with, uh, with, uh, Even- with them, with beat on one friggin' leg. He's not moving well at all. If he's going to be play is, and this is what we said is if this is roughly the version you get, of, get out of him uh, for the series, that's, 
that you're not going to see game one Philly again. And with games every other day, it's not like he's going to have off days either. To get healthy. Yeah, no off days. Yeah, no off days. Only Jimmy has off days. Uh, they're going to fight him. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, <laughs> I'm not surprised at the same time though, because yeah, I mean, Toronto, you you were around Doc a lot. I mean, this is. This is what he does, right? Like he said in the pregame, like that's so dark when he said, if you're healthy, you're playing. Like if you're available, then he oh, play, you're playing. And this is why he's also doesn't make that call, right? <laughs> because he's just the one that's saying, look, if you're giving me the green light here, then I'm never going to be opposed to my star player playing in a playoff game. Like we need him out there. So, but at the same time, I mean, Maybe it would have been better for them to, to, to rest and be. But no I don't think they will. Game three no, I don't think they will. Right, Josue. Your star's ready to play. He's playing. This would right? have been the game to rest him because you already got what It'd you be hard to know. Yeah. I wouldn't have played him. I don't think they have a choice. And Bobby and I were talking about it. You need to get him out there at some point. Yeah. But but also, you were talking to some of the Philly guys, Sherrod. If you're, if and you're they were like, the MVP when he wants award, to play, he plays. The way yeah. the entire team was there on TNT last night. I mean, all that's relevant. I mean, the the fact he kept saying, like, you know, we're celebrating for five minutes and it's back to business. It was almost as if, like, they knew. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things if you're a dog, I mean, you, you make that call and, and you're thinking you're going to ride the wave. They should have brought him off the bench. 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 Because it I don't makes think a difference. He, I don't know. I don't think he was ready to be the centerpiece of everything they were doing. He should have eased into their offense, into their rotations, into everything they were doing. Now he got a lot of defense out of them in the first half, certainly, but it, it felt like he disrupted their pace, their, their spacing, and certainly hardened to some degree. I don't know what. I thought the, the, the biggest difference was the way they defended him. I thought that was the difference. They, they did not allow him to get comfortable. When he was trying to beat guys off the dribble, you know, try to go iso ball, the Celtics did a good job of staying in front of him, forcing him to give it up. And when he was looking to shoot off of those screens and those, you know, double screens and the stagger screens, the Celtics did a good job of staying attached to him, whether it was, you know, Jalen Brown or Tatum fighting over the top of those Joel Embiid screens. Uh, sometimes they got called for a foul. Sometimes they were able to stay attached to him. But the bottom line is the effort to stay with him was there throughout the night. And if I don't know if it frustrated Jays, but it certainly impacted his ability to score. You know, he I mean, he he literally missed every single three point shot he took in this game. Uh, and this looked like the James Harden that we've seen throughout long, Harden was one day off of the regular season. This is the James Harden we've seen. He, yeah. He's hot and cold. He's hot and cold. It's what he's been all year. He's still amazing. He can do so much. He's so smart. He's such a good passer. He just runs that pick and roll exceptionally. He's just not Houston step back in your eye three after three after three after three James Harden. That just hasn't he was been. On he's, Monday. Been. he's not alpha James Harden. He was on Monday, but I'm saying that's why I don't didn't expect that to happen over and over. He's still capable of doing, you know, incredible things. It's just... You're just looking at him in this, you know, back nine version of Harden. That stuff just happens less frequently. That's all. So it, it just it, when you see it once, I just don't think you're going to see another takeover game like that again. Doesn't mean he's not going to have, you know, 
a 25 and 14 game next game and be incredibly impactful. Of course he can, but 45 hitting every single shot in people's eye over and over and over again. It's just, you know, that's not how he rolls as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, Philly, I'm not really sure what adjustments they're going to look to make because I mean, the, the elephant in the room, as far as adjustments is, figuring out what can you get out of Joel and figuring out how can you blend the things that work well in game one with what Joel does going forward. I think that's, I think it's a huge dilemma for doc to figure out how to fig, how to make that happen. Cause the Celtics are again with Joel out there, they're built to, to withstand him and what he can do uh, without him. The Celtics, have, they look to be, have a little bit more trouble. Uh, guys get a little bit more open. Uh, and that's again. This is this is where Doc is going to earn his money. Uh, if they're going to come out, he, he it has to be on him to figure out a way to make this work. Uh, the players, we know what they can do talent wise, but Doc has to figure out again how to be more effective and more impactful with the team, and not just one guy or a set of guys. What, uh, what did we? we did you guys hit on? Did you guys hit on Grant? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oh, totally. I mean... Both his impact bit. and his impact and just the amount that he played. Yeah. Speaking of impact or lack of impact, did you guys hit Tatum? I don't think we talked about it. So Bobby and I did, but I'll, you know, we didn't want to spend too much time on it because first off, the chat would have lit us on fire and like, you know, uh, you know, and, and turn this into what are you talking about Tatum for? We won. And I think it's right. great when you can do that though. I mean, you're, how many teams right. can have your best score? have the worst game he's had in years and you win not you don't just win you beat the snot out of the team we mentioned that way the, 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 yeah. and again the, the, plus 24. that philly win where they were missing everybody the celtics earlier in the year tatum had a horrible night 12 points on miserable shooting like three field goals uh, and that was the night they were out everybody they were out two bigs and jalen broke his face and i think brogdon was out too and they won that game. And that was like the Philly low point of the season. Like, how, what what are we going to do? We lost this. I mean, we can't beat them like this. Tatum had a garbage game. He had a garbage game tonight. It didn't matter at all. Yeah, the question is, and Gerard, you're right. They're capable of doing this. We know that. They're probably the most interchangeable team in the league, top to bottom, in terms of being able to sustain guys being out. This is effectively Tatum being out tonight. The money but, but he was he wasn't happy Tatum, you know, <laughs> by any means. Like they were winning, but he was like he really didn't love how tonight went at all. He didn't like it. Definitely not. No. no. So how do you integrate him for Friday? You want to, to put his uh, his fingerprint all over this one. How do you integrate him for Friday's game now? That's the question because you did a lot of things tonight without him out there. Do nothing now you different. Have to weave him into the offense. No, it's different just, though when he's on the ball. Run it back. Just run it back. Just, just run it back. Just don't. Just let the guards be guards and have everyone else 
just be there, okay? They're going to get theirs. It's going to happen. You know, you don't have to force feed people. You don't give it to them and get the hell out of the way with 12 seconds left on the clock and let them go to work. Just play ball. The ball's going to find them, you know? That's just what's going to happen. Just play ball. That's when they're better. I caught this. I knocked it off the table and caught it. <laughs> just like that. I love that. Well, Jalen took it. It's going to be interesting to say. That's good. He set the tone yeah, on defense. He was all about it on offense. He wasn't the guy who sort of disappeared in those middle quarters like in game one. So, And that's what I liked bad. about the like, three. That's what I liked, Josue, about the three fouls. If there was anything to like about him was you had said, okay, Jalen's going to be at the center of everything that's happening now. And he was playing so well that that needed to happen. He needed the extra minutes. He needed the extra touches. I think one of the Joe criticism from game one as well was that they pulled Jalen after that hot start. You couldn't do that when Tatum hit foul trouble there. So just feed. You talk about not feeding anyone individually, John. If you're going to do it, do it for Jalen in the lane because he's going to score. He's going to make good decisions out of there. He's going to keep this offense driving and aggressive and proactive i'm just thrilled with where he's at in his game right now he's just so forceful and this team needs some forcefulness on both ends and he brought it tonight yeah the the chat is asking uh for for for, for one more one more taste of the joe missoula soundbite so i'm just gonna play it one more time this is this give is it the, to him this is the anger and aggression one yes we oh, talked about it. Love, love it. it love I'm it love it I'm going to give it to you guys one more time. Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to find the uh, thing here. Uh, there we are. Uh, here's Joe Here's Joe being asked about the players' attitudes tonight. Joe, your team said this morning that they were angry, frustrated. Could you sense from the uh, beginning of the night that they were going to play like they played, especially on both ends of the, of the floor? Yes. It's never what did you like so about that, that from the get-go? They were angry, frustrated. <laughs> I can't stand when he does that to me. You guys it's ever the, wonder? It's the I worst. And Dan Roach yeah, did yeah, nothing. I, you know, I can always tell too because you have a, you have a quick like response right after, which is good. You should like just, don't just go quiet. He I got to used quiet. to that too because sometimes I would just sit there silent too. Roachy did nothing, more, nothing to deserve that. Oh my goodness gracious! You guys think he watches this and laughs? I don't think so. I feel like maybe his friends. I don't think he's laughing at this. Roachy or Joe? I don't think Rochi's laughing at it. Oh, no, Rochi's not laughing. I'm saying Joe. Maybe Joe's boys. Oh. Watch his press conferences after yeah, laugh? Yeah, yeah like, probably. Oh. Here's, the, here's the end of the press conference one more time just because people really dig it. Obviously, how significant was it to get the fourth quarter to rest some guys? Yeah, pace. Um, I thought that's it. We got stops, and then we were able to get out and run, and we got great looks, and we made the right play every single time. You don't wanna, nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made from game one to game two? It's the, there's two things. That. There's an underrated thing. First of all, the stare down at the end. He walks. Yeah. And he's still looking like that. Number two, did you listen to the answer to the first question? How important was it to get guys rest? Yeah, we did good. We got stops. We got out running in transition. He answered a totally different question. He didn't at all. Listen to this answer. Obviously, how significant was it to get the fourth quarter to rest some guys? Yeah, pace. Um, I thought I'd say we got stops and then we were able to get out and run and we got great looks and we made the right play every single time. 
That's not what they asked. One thing, answered, one thing you can say about him, John. He just answered whatever he wanted. And then he just was like, so what's up now? You know, adjustments and just walked off. It was, inc- it was ridiculous. I love we, it. So we it's want, Tom Petty. It's so petty, but it's so funny. I think we uh. want complex and <laughs> and maniacal coaching a lot of the times and angry coaching, I think, too, is something this chat wants a lot. But the one thing about Joe that I think is absolutely effective is how simple he keeps the message, how repetitive it is, and how he narrows what's important. And we've talked about this, John, like that – what he's looking for is simple. Yeah. The threes. Yeah. The he's also lack of turnovers, the free throws, yes. the pace. But he's also like, a I'm, crazy person. Like, so it's like, you know. I don't know how that plays over. Uh, <laughs> I think Marcus is trying to starting to get into it a little bit. You see him? He Because right? he's like, all right, barrel, I'm getting it. I'm getting after, it. I'm, after yeah. the barrel roll in Miami, remember, where he roll, where Joe like rolled past him or whatever in the locker room, they, yeah. Adam asked him. Is that like a thing? Like, does he do that? Mark's like, I don't, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that's just Joe. I think he's got too much, uh, too much sugar. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And uh, you know, just like I said, we're playing our greatest hits. We'll give you one more, uh, Mark. One more time. Out. You know, um, everybody's. We expect Joe to be part of the game sometimes. Forget you know, his first year in this spot with the reins, and uh, he's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. You see Corrales' neck? He was like, wait, Bobby Manning? Like yeah, Bobby freaking Manning is who got shot. Yeah, yeah Bobby, bro. Yeah, yeah. Marcus watches the... Throw up the, the t-shirt. Do we have the t-shirt, John, in the, in the graphics here? No, I don't anymore. I, I might have uh, one here. I'll come back. Maybe we should it. put them back up for sale after the free advertising. <laughs> that. Bobby's like, where's my check? <laughs> Before you came anyway. on, Bobby, I was just saying how like I uh, I finally got one of those shirts and I I got it ready for Philly. I was like, where I'm gonna rock this on one of our off days, and now 100% gonna rock it for sure. Definitely, I'll pull mine out as well. You got one, Sherrod? Sherrod's like, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, I guess Sherrod won. <laughs> I think Nick's Sherrod, Sherrod will take one, but yeah, 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 I don't know if he'll rock. I'll, it. I will take one. Nick's in process of sending one to Marcus. I think that's his priority right now, but we'll get, we'll get you one. Well. Marcus can have mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. My guy can have mine. That's oh, all. here we go. All right, full screen this. Hey. It's phenomenal. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's about to... Uh... I would, I would sales, sales, but they're, not, they're not even sales at this point, right? It's just uh, if you guys sign up for what we tell you to sign up for, <laughs> you can get one of these. You get them. You get them. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. See, uh, everyone's going to want one now, but you should have signed up for the sponsors before. We said it a million times. I know. But, Bobby, don't, it's not punitive. You can still do it. You still you have can? this option. Yeah. <laughs> for phenomenal? You know, you know, yeah, sure. If you want phenomenal, yeah, if, you want phenomenal want. if you want phenomenal, we'll give you phenomenal. All right. Um, I like it. The game was phenomenal. This show so far has been phenomenal. I think we'll just kind of wrap it and say thank you guys for hanging out. Um, yeah. On you know, to Philly. Got, yeah, on to Philly. Uh, the whole gang is leaving yeah. me once again. 
Jimmy's in like the Azores or something, and you guys are all going. Is he on tour? Like, I'm starting to think he's got like dates. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a big tour going on in New England or something. But good for him. Um, yeah, no, he's doing his thing. He's just uh, just living his life. Um, so Jimmy's doing the Jimmy thing, and uh, and uh, you guys are all heading to Philly, and that's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be fun. Uh, so we do. John, John you cheesesteak guy. I'm an everything guy. Right, as you should be. But Bobby isn't, which I think is kind of weird. No, right? No, right, Bobby? I, You're not a cheesesteak guy me. at all. I was like, I'm not a steak what? guy in general. Are you like steak a, at the Garden's uh, amazing. Are you like a haddock steak yes. guy? What, do you, what kind of sandwiches do you eat? Fried haddock? Fish sandwich, yeah. <laughs> chicken, you know, I love chicken. Oh, man. Yeah. You get yeah. Bobby a good steak and cheese. Steak and cheese, though, just not. I love an Italian sub, that's for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, steak and cheese is the king of all sandwiches. Is um, it? Yes. I Not mean, Italian Italian for the cold cut, steak and cheese for the hot. Um, I feel like that's a Northeast thing, too. I mean, obviously Philly is Philly, but I feel like New York, Boston, like we, we're very passionate when it comes to our steak and cheese, our, our, our sub. Turkey uh, burger? Our sub chops, if you will, right? <laughs> John's not big on the turkey. I burger. eat them, but I mean, we can't list them among like favorite, like sub shop, guilty pleasure sort of foods, you know, like, <laughs> uh, like, it, you know, I, I eat plenty of turkey burgers. Um, you know. Turkey burger is like, if it, I'm at a cookout and that's like, that's the only option. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, it's not my first thing. It's on my list every other week or so. No, it's 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 in my rotation. I eat it, and I'll substitute it for, you know, red meat all the time, just to kind of you know for health purposes. I don't worry about not, the steak and cheese. Maybe I'll give it another shot while we're down there. Let's, let's yeah, you should. Try um, it again. I don't know what the best places are anymore. I know gyms. I, you know, like you're not going. Don't go to the two. Don't go to the Pat and Gino's things. That's garbage. Go to yeah, gyms. Yeah, the, uh, the or, you know, spots, Tony yeah. Luke's. You're right. There's other better ones there. Um, so Lissandro's so, the one I hear the most. Like from the people research. who are there. Yeah. That's a good one, Josue. That is a good one. That is a good one. Right, Sherrod? That's the one I hear often, I think. Yeah. You no, know, outside the, uh, the court spots. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, phenomenal game. Joe, friggin' legendary uh, press conference tonight. Even if it is kind of – I feel bad for the for our media brethren who got stepped on a little bit there because I don't think what, anybody – Nobody want to ask that. about adjustments? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, Roach, Rochi did nothing there. Rochi's not there. Rochi's not there grinding him on adjustments. He's there just, you know, kind of doing his thing. There's no reason to friggin' go at Rochi like that. Oh, he that was so priceless. I love Rochi. That's what Rochi's God, not. Rochi's not that guy who's sitting there friggin' dogging Joe in the, on he's Twitter. Not. And he's no, not. man. Where's, uh, where's Shaughnessy when you need him? <laughs> you know, he's he's going along to get along here. Like, what the hell are you doing that to Rochi for? That's not cool. Um. But anyway, so be it. We're good. Bobby Bobby stepped out, so he doesn't get to say bye. But fun show uh, and a good win. Celtics are back. 1-1 uh, game. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out uh, uh, on the show and the chat. Uh, pretty much full house all the way through. Very few of you have left, so we appreciate you hanging out this late. We will let these guys do the rest of their work, and we will see everyone in Philly on Friday night. We'll hopefully see you guys back here then, too. Take care. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. This of the Garden Report is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Visit athleticgreens.com slash garden for a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase.